Happy New Year. It is January 1st, and I woke up this morning, and the first thing I thought was, this year can be whatever I want it to be. And I've been soaking in that all morning, and I'm feeling extra brazen today. Brazen is something that a reviewer used to describe one of my first mystery novels, and she said, the characters are a little too brazen for my taste. And I thought that was the biggest badge of honor that anyone could possibly use to describe a woman. And that is how I'm feeling today. Before we get into today's episode, which I've decided to call the year of the bitch, I want you to know that this year can be whatever you want it to be. And I hope that this podcast and my weekly email newsletter and my blog are helping you to change yourself and your thinking and your life. And if they are, that's wonderful. If you want to take that to the next level, if you really want to change, then here is an invitation to put your money where your mouth is and get into individual coaching. The money that you put toward self-improvement, that you put toward coaching, that you use to hire people to help you do the things you want to do, those aren't investments in something else. You're not investing your money in me. You're not investing your money in a program. You're actually investing it in yourself. And if you look at it that way and say, the money that I use for XYZ is a bet on myself, and I believe in myself, and I believe that this is going to work because the power is within me and no one else, that every single dollar you put into yourself is going to pay off. It will produce a return. And the coolest thing is that if you are willing, to go through that experience and be open to what the return will look like, then your life becomes very magical. Because if I have learned anything in doing this work, and especially in 2023, it is that the returns come in different forms than what I expected. The magic comes in a way that I don't expect and that I have to recognize and look for the different magical things that are happening as a result of the investments that I've made in myself, both in terms of money and in time. So that is my offer to you. If you want to make this year whatever you want it to be, then book a consult with me. Let's talk about some individual coaching. And that is only, only if you really want to change. Like if you're just kind of lukewarm about making this year the the thing you want it to be, then just keep consuming my free content. Like that's what it's there for. But if you want to actually do something and you're really, really serious about it, then book a consult, link in the show notes. It's also at jessical.com. And then let's talk about the year of the bitch. You are listening to Ill-Advised, a show of ideas and insights for women who are ready to bet on themselves, go all in, and take that leap into faith, even if doing so could be considered ill-advised. I'm your host, Jessica L. Let's see what happens. One of the things I have struggled with my entire life is a general feeling of defiance, defined as a resistance and a disobedience toward authority. And I generally, that is true. I I generally have some resistance to authority, especially when it comes to me. I actually was chatting with a guy a few weeks ago, and he was saying that we are not authorities on ourselves and that other people have a better sense of who we are than we do ourselves. And he had some 
study to back that up or something. And I just don't care. And I told him, I was like, listen, I simply will not live my life according to that perspective. I refuse to believe that other people know me better than I know myself, that they are authorities in my life and that I am not the authority on myself. Like I just am not going to operate in that way. So that degree of defiance has kind of always been there for me. And I want to open this episode with a story from my kind of non-existent dating life. So yesterday, I had the great pleasure of telling two men what's up. Specifically, if it's not intense, if it's not all in, if you're not really going to do this with me, then I don't want it at all. Go away. If you're not coming to me with Harry Burns energy at the end of When Harry Met Sally, go. I don't want it. The first guy, when I say that you don't see the returns and the magic and things right away, this is an example of what I'm talking about. This is a man that I met on an app in 2022, and he did not live in the city that I lived in, and I was so into him. I was so into him. I just thought, He hung the moon or whatever wonderful things people say, you know, sliced bread, all that stuff. I thought he was great. He did not feel that way about me. And still, we went through this kind of roundabout, we'll try to be friends, but not really thing for a year and a half, a year and a few months. And four times over the course of that time, I said, nope, I like you too much for this. I cannot be your friend. And to his credit, he was very honest with me. He was like, I don't think we're compatible. To his credit, like after the first time I said, nope, we're not a match. He was pretty consistent in saying, you know, I agree with you. We're not a match. And me being romantic and stubborn, (laughs) it's like, no, but like I there is something here. And then, you know, you kind of do this merry-go-round of falling out of touch and then getting back in touch and then me saying, nope, I can't be your friend. If this is all it's going to be, I don't want it. And last time that happened was in September. I said, I can't just be your friend. And then no contact. And I was like, cool, I'm moving on with my life. This is just done. It's done, done, done. And then the other day, he texted me with some news about his life. And I sat on it for a couple of days. Because I was like, you know, I'm still done. I I know exactly where this leads. I know what happens if I respond to this message in the way I always have. And then we have a fun little playful dialogue back and forth. And then eventually he kind of drops off the radar and then we pick it back up and we do it again. And I'm just finished with that. And I told him yesterday, sent him a message back and I said, look, If you aren't coming to me with the closing New Year's Eve scene on When Harry Met Sally, if if that's not the energy with which you're coming to me, don't. I don't want it. Don't contact me anymore unless you are Billy Crystal who has finally come to his freaking senses. I just am finished. Don't contact me anymore. And it felt good because it was true. I was authentic and I was myself and I was a little bit blunt and direct and you can call it harsh. It was matter of fact. I was just completely authentic with who I was. 
And it's such a contrast to how I had been in that interaction from the beginning because I kept trying. I kept trying to be chill. I kept trying to be the cool girl. I kept trying to be okay with the inconsistency, unbothered by the kinds of ups and downs. And the truth is, I am just not that person. I'm not. Like like I said, I want an all-in experience in basically everything in my life. So it was very satisfying to finally put a stake in the ground and say, no, this is who I am. And if you want this, if you want this all-in experience with me, then I'm with you, then I'm there, and we can do that. But we can't do a watered-down version. We cannot do a watered-down version of a friendship. It's not going to work for me. And then the other guy, I mentioned this on, on Instagram as a lesson that I learned in 2023, and that is that I am no longer giving extended free trials of myself. And this person is who I was thinking of at the time. We matched on an app back in November. This was before I moved back to the Midwest. And we've just been corresponding since then. <laughs> I was chatting with my good friend, Brandon Patrick. He owns the No Empty Suits profile. It's men's style on Instagram. And he and I have been friends for years. And we were talking about this. And he was like, Jesse, this man is a correspondent. Like, he isn't someone you're dating. Because I was trying to, I was having a hard time. Like, like, how would I even describe this person? I've never met him. And correspondent is the perfect word. It encompasses exactly. And I just realized, you know, this isn't working for me either. I have left the door open for him to ask me on a date. This was before I left. I've left the door open for him to call me to, to do something that escalates this interaction. And he hasn't done it. And I just realized, you know what? He has been on a free trial of me. Like he gets the super fun banter and the fun interactions. And it's just going on and on. There is no end in sight. And I was like, nope, free trial is over. Like we're not doing this anymore. And I do this in other parts of my life too. And maybe you can relate to this. How much of yourself do you give away for free to people who don't appreciate it? who don't respect the work that you're doing, and you're giving them free trials that just go on and on and on. When you look at, you know, if you subscribe to Slack or something, and they give you the pro version for 14 days, they don't just let you continue re-upping on the free version of the pro trial. Like, at some point, you have to pay to upgrade or you lose access. And that is what I realized needs to happen in my life. Like this guy, the free trial needs to end. The free trials need to end in other parts of my life, in my business, in some of my other interactions. And this defiance, the sense of, nope, I, I am not doing this anymore. This daring and bold resistance. That's a, a description of defiance that I actually really like. Daring and bold resistance. I am just resisting. This insistence that's placed upon me, and I think many other people, maybe specifically women, but the insistence that we have to be accommodating. We don't. We don't have to be accommodating of people that are not accommodating of us. And there is a thought that I've had for a very long time that goes like this. It is, I have to care what people think. 
because it's necessary in order for me to be successful. Since I was a child, I have said some variation of, I don't care what people think of me. And that is true in the sense that like the deepest core part of me doesn't care. And then on top of that, there is this layer, this thought layer of, I have to care. It's a requirement. It is necessary. If I am going to go through life and get the things I want, I have to care what people think. Once I realized that thought was there, I really started to work on it. I was like, I actually don't think that's true. I don't think it's essential for me to care what people think and then contort myself in order to suit them and to, to manipulate what they think of me in order to be successful. And I know exactly where this thought came from. If you have a similar thought and you want to excavate that and figure out where it came from and why you think it and all of those things, like, go for it. For me, I know where it came from. It arose strongly in my 20s and my early 30s. And I don't need to excavate any further. I know where it came from, but I don't like it. So it's not going to be a thing for me anymore. The years before I started to believe this, this thought that I need to care what people think in order for me to be successful. Frankly, I was called a bitch a lot when I was growing up. People thought I was a bitch. And very often what followed is they would get to know me and then they would say, gosh, I really just thought you were such a bitch, but you're really not. Like you're actually really awesome and really nice. And that would happen almost every time, like that someone would have that perception of me and they get to know me and they'd be like, oh, you're not really what I thought you were at all. And I never really bothered to change that much because it didn't matter to me. And, and I want to kind of examine what, what being a bitch means to me. And to me, it's just defiantly doing my own thing. It is preferencing myself over what other people might want from me. It's not putting on a smile when I don't feel like smiling. It's allowing other people to be intimidated by me if they choose to be intimidated. I'm never mean. I'm never cruel. I'm very rarely inconsiderate. I try very hard to be cognizant of the people around me and how I might be impacting them. I'm not just you know, steamrolling through life and hurting people. But I can be aloof. I can be direct. I can be unsympathetic. I can be matter of fact. And I realized in my dating life over the last year and a half, specifically with this guy who will not ever be my Harry Burns, I thought I needed to downplay that part of myself, the part that's direct, that's unsympathetic, that's super matter of fact, that quote unquote bitch part of myself. I thought I had to downplay it. And to me, that was allowing them to be inconsistent and acting like I was cool with it. And I'm just not. Being a people pleaser in that way and denying what you actually want and pretending that you're cool with something that you're not cool with is manipulative. It is manipulative. When I was trying to get this guy to like me, I was acting more chill than I ever was because I thought he would like that version of me more than the version that's intense, that's go all in, that's like, let's jump in with both feet. I want to have this intense experience with you. I thought he would prefer the other chill version of me. And so I would never say, hey, I don't like it. 
when you disappear for 48 hours in the middle of a conversation. Like, that's not cool with me. I would not say those things. I would have thoughts. I'd feel emotions. And then I would beat myself up for not being cooler. Like, I'd beat myself up for feeling angry when really I I should have just let that rise to the top and be like, yeah, I'm angry and I don't like being treated this way. Essentially, what I was doing was I was pulling a bait and switch. If this had worked, if this guy had actually liked me and we had ended up dating in some serious way, it would have been a bait and switch. He would have gotten into this relationship with me and eventually found out that, oh, shit, this woman is actually more intense. She's actually more demanding. She actually has higher standards than I thought. And now I feel like I am not getting what I signed up for. Thankfully, it didn't work. My people pleasing and pushing my inner bitch aside did not work. He didn't like me. And the totally messed up thing that we so often forget is that not only did he not like me, but I didn't like me either because I was denying a part of myself that is true and authentic and who I really am. And I was pushing that aside and saying, no, you've got to you know, put a bushel over that part of you. And that thought, you know, that I need to downplay this part of myself, the part that's demanding, the part that is tough, part that is defiant. I've been trying to fight against it my whole life. I have allowed the men in my life to be inconsistent. In my business life, I have pretended that things were okay when they weren't. I have accepted clients that I did not want to work with. I have tended to attract people who are not actually serious about what they want to do. So in real estate, it was clients who were kind of lukewarm about selling their houses. I'm like, we're buying a house. I'm like, wait, did you hire me to buy or sell your house? Like, what are we doing here? But that type of wishy-washiness and my own willingness to be accommodating and to never be put out by someone else's inconsistency attracted inconsistent people to me because I was never honest that, no, I am not going to be here for this. If you're going to waffle about whether or not you want to buy a house, I'm out. I'm not going to be here to go through this process with you. And the same thing when it comes to coaching. I don't want clients who are on the fence about themselves, who are on the fence about, am I really ready to make this change? Do I really think it's going to work? Is this going to be a waste of money? Because the thing is, if if you aren't willing, this is a thing I had to learn about myself. If I wasn't willing to invest in myself, to put my money and my time into something, if I didn't see myself as worthy of my own investment, then why on earth would I ask someone else to invest in me either? For me this year, I am ready to stop being the chill, cool girl because it has literally never gotten me what I want. Trying to downplay the inner bitch part of me, the part that holds people accountable, the part that holds myself accountable, trying to downplay that has never gotten me what I wanted. And so the only thing that makes sense to me is, well, let's do something different. If that has never gotten me the results I want, then maybe I should actually try to just be myself this year and to really unleash that person that I've always been, even as a child, the powerful, tough, demanding person, and 
step into that. Actually step into that. And so similar invitation to you. If you are serious about reinventing yourself, then come into my world. Let's have a coaching consultation and let's talk about what that can look like. If you want real magic in your life that's going to take you to places you cannot imagine yet, that's in coaching. Coaching is magical. Coaching will change everything about your life because the truth is that you have the answers. And just like denying the tough part of me kept me on wrong paths, denying that you have your own answers is keeping you stuck in a place that you want to leave. So in coaching, what I'll do is give you an instruction manual for kind of excavating what your answers are and then building the faith and the conviction that is required to keep trusting your own answers, because that's what all of this is about. This is about trusting your own answers. That is what power is about. If you're going to be defiant about something, then you need something to be defiant for. And to my mind, the best thing to be in defense of and to defy other people's expectations around is about your own life and what you want for it. So that is my New Year's Day message to you. Welcome to the year of the bitch. I hope you see that word as a powerful stake in the ground for what you want and for the person you want to be and for the person you want to reinvent yourself as. Because there are no rules and this is the only life we get. This is the only one we get and the years just keep going faster. I'm going to be 36 in a few weeks and years just keep going faster and I'm not here to live a life that is not my own. I am not here to live a life where I don't wake up feeling brazen and where I don't think today can be whatever I want it to be. I am the captain of this ship. I can make this day and this week and this month and my life anything I want it to be. If you really want to make a change, if you really want to invest in yourself and you believe that the investment is in you and it's not in me, then book a coaching consult with me and we'll just kind of test that resolve of yours. We're going to poke around a little bit and see if, yeah, this is really the year that you want to make a change. So you guys know where to find me. Links are in the show notes, jessical.com. And until next week, you guys, I hope very interesting things come your way. 